Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSEN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Do you disagree with these steaks? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's time to ask Michael Lombardi, no way or no doubt. Okay, looking at a few interesting headlines, betting angles as Super Bowl 58 is upon us in just a couple of days. Let's start with a little MVP market as we were discussing in the opening block. In the previous 57 Super Bowls, Michael, a quarterback has won the award 32 times, so just around 56% or so. No way or no doubt, the starting QB from the winning team will be the MVP. No way. Because <laughs> I don't think Purdy will get it. You know, Chuck Howley is going in the Hall of Fame this year. He was the last guy to win it from a losing team. He won MVP in the Dallas. Uh, it was the Dallas-Baltimore uh, Super Bowl. And uh, he won the MVP even though Baltimore won the game. And he was the best player on the field. But I, I, I for some reason, I would give it to Purdy if he was the best player. I would, I would typically too. say no, no way. But once you bring Purdy into the conversation, the lack of respect this poor kid gets, it almost it makes it no way. At plus 225, he'll have the longest odds of a quarterback on the team that's favorite. The guy averages 10 yards per attempt. It's unheard of in the annals of football. It's unheard of. And he can't get Can he get and he can't get any respect? It's like, well, he it's like to me what it's like, Stormy. Marty Schottenheimer's won 200 games in the National Football League. Hardest thing to do. Right. 200 regular season games. Only eight men on planet Earth have done this out of the 531 that have coached. And he can't get in the Hall of Fame. There's just sometimes the narrative, it just never works. Well, let's go down the Hall of Fame road here real quickly okay. because... You got one? Well, yes. Well, tonight, NFL honors. We're going to find out who officially is going to be enshrined in the 2024 class. And there was an interesting conversation that took place yesterday with Brent Musburger and Dan Patrick because, believe oh. it or not, 
Our guy Brent is not in the Hall of Fame. Well, not only is Brent not in the Hall of Fame, Brent never won the Roselle Award, which is giving to a, a, a media member to represent the best media member of his of, of his career. Brent and Howard Cosell are both never recipients of the Roselle Award, even though they've done more for this this thing out here. A lot of it goes to what Cosell was able to do, what Brent was able to do because of their advancement of the game. We're sitting here on this desk because Brent took a walk down Park Ave, took a walk down Park Avenue from CBS Studios there or the Broadcast Center and brought Jimmy the Greek with him and sat down with Pete Rozelle and said, you know, we want to talk about gambling. And they had an hour meeting and they never really discussed gambling. And in the last five minutes of the meeting, Commissioner Roselle told Brent and Jimmy that, look, you guys can do it. Just don't use the jargon. And that's when Brent came up with the boards on the NFL today and the check marks and the yeah. Greek would say, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. And my guys in the desert. Uh, yeah. And yeah. all that. So, like, to me, this is I wrote about this in, in Football Done Right. This is a no doubt he should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be there. Howard Cosell should be there. These guys, you know, you're way too young for this. But but when I was a kid growing up, to watch the NFL today, to hear Brent say you were looking live, yeah. would send chills through your body. Because that was the only football you got during. You waited all week to hear that. That half hour was like a godsend. We didn't have ESPN. We didn't have any of this. You know, the, my biggest dilemma growing up was were the Washington Redskins going to wear their burgundy jerseys or their white jerseys? And I didn't know what it was. Well, I know you say it's a no doubt. Dan Patrick certainly agrees. Here's a little snippet of a conversation oh, I love with, this. with Dan and Brent yesterday. Are you in the Benefit. Pro Football Hall of Fame? Not that I know of. I was on Gummy when I... <laughs> so contributions to the game. You started the pregame show. Yeah, that's an interesting story because... Um, Would you like me to write a letter on your behalf? I, I did this for John Facenda because I said it's a travesty that the voice of the NFL is not in the Hall of Fame. And I give them credit. They responded to me and they put him in the Hall of Fame. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to, you. you should be, no, I'm serious. I would do that. Thank you. Thank you. I would do that. You should be in the profile. You, you were the first pregame show, Brent. You've been, uh, now I'm pissed off, you know, that you're not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I wrote a book about it. I mean, he could write his letter, and I appreciate him, but I wrote a book about it. People read Football Done Right, the chapter on television. The three most influential people to advance this game were Jimmy, were, excuse me, were Howard Cosell, Brent Musburger, along with Jimmy the Greek, and John Madden. And they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And, and I'm not going to stop until it happens. I'm going to keep harking it and keep yelling about it. I didn't know Facenda was in. When I was growing up, Facenda read the evening news on CBS at 6 o'clock locally. That voice was powerful. You know, that voice was powerful. One of my great memories... When I was working here in UNLV, we the we had we had a season, and so after every season, this is before you know Twitter and all that, you would have you would make a highlight tape. So when recruits would come in, you would wind the tape up on a 16 millimeter projector and show it to them, and they would watch the season unfold. And so I just out of the blue, out of the blue, I said to Coach Harvey Hyde, I said, Coach, wonder if we could get John Facenda to read our highlight tape. 
And he said, oh, he'll never do that. And I said, well, let me try. So I made a phone call to WCAU in Philadelphia. I asked for Mr. Facenda. They put me on hold. And the next thing I know on the line, hello. And I heard that voice. Wow. And he said, young man, I would be happy to do it. My fee's $100. And I said, well, we'll do it, sir. And that's how I set it up. That's amazing. See, I love that, though, because the worst that you'll get is a no. Right. But if you don't try, you'll never know. Right. And, and look at how that worked out. And, you know, back then, that phone call was money. I had to call UNLV. Yeah. You had to call. You had to call. And $100 back then was, oh, a, little it was more a lot than of money, right? You had to call, like, the, the, the switchboard of UNLV to get you sure. on a watch line to be able to make the call. Now we just pick up our phones. So from, from Hall of Fame broadcasters to a, a surefire Hall of Fame coach when the time comes, Andy Reid, obviously head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, he's been asked a lot this week about whether or not he's going to retire. He said, you're going to know when it's time, and today's not the day when asked about it on Tuesday. No way or no doubt if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Andy Reid's retiring this offseason. No way. You know, what Peter King, he said yesterday about his love of what he does and that quiet time in the office and getting up early. You know, he's getting good at his job. Now, look, I understand he's the GM and the head coach, and he's got Brett Beach, who he trusts as his GM, which is really good. And I think what Coach Walsh said after he quit too early, Coach said, if I could have just gotten away for a couple weeks to rest and come back recharged, I would have been a lot better off, and I probably would have retired so young. I think, look, Andy needs to trust Beach, trust the organization, get away from it, rest, take a lot of naps, you know, get some sun, put on his Honolulu shirt on, go out there and have a good time. Matt Mayoko, who we've had here on the Lombardi line, covers the 49ers for NBC Sports Bay Area. He said recently that publicly the 49ers are taking the high road as it comes to the field conditions that they've had to practice on this week over at UNLV. But behind the scenes, they are, quote, furious at how the NFL botched this. Shanahan at opening night said he's not worried. It is what it is. The conditions are going to get better. No way or no doubt the 49ers practice field, Michael, will affect the team's prep for Sunday's game. Uh, No way. I mean, it's not. But to me, it's a a bigger issue because part of the problem with the NFL and 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 everything else is the disconnect between the NFL and really the game itself. The NFL has a lot of people that sit in suits and they think they know the game and they really don't understand that the practicality of the game, like for that field over at UNLV, not to be magnificent, is really a, a slap in the NFL's face. They don't want to talk about it because they want all the positivity. But to me, that's a shame. That should never happen. This league makes way too much money to not take care of the players, to really put the players in the most perfect place that they can possibly be in and especially and I granted I know I'm a little bit biased here but when you think that the 49ers are the higher seed but because they're not the home team uh, that, the that's AFC, a whole other that's a whole thing. other story <laughs> they should be over at the Raiders and, and if yeah. I were alive that would have never this would have never happened there's no way a well, chief having was, the Chiefs logo no, on the 49ers no locker right now be, is so bizarre was, one more let me hit you with one more all right First time ever the Super Bowl is in the city of Las Vegas. No way or no doubt the Super Bowl will return here in the next decade. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is the greatest city to have a Super Bowl in. It's been, I mean, it's not great enough for Femi to have his bachelor party in, <laughs> but it's the greatest city to have a Super Bowl in, right? I mean, like, seriously, it's hotels, restaurants. Indianapolis, I love the city of Indianapolis. I thought it was a great Super Bowl. You could walk around. But because it was smaller, there was very hard to get a restaurant reservation. And, it, and even when you got one, it, you, were, you were waiting a long time to get your food because it was difficult. I'm sure that has changed over time. But this city is built for this. Yeah. They are built. 
built for this. No shortage of hotel rooms, no shortage of restaurants, activities, all the things. I think it's awesome. I love that we're finally getting one and uh, the perfect place. So yeah, I would love to see the Super Bowl come back here once again. We're going to hit the break here, but when we come back, talk to NFL insider Dan Graziano. I see him waiting in the wings talking to one of our great producers, Caesar. So get set. We got a lot of questions. Coaching carousel. Some news about the value of what Justin Fields might be in a trade. I'm very curious about. So we'll get into it all when we return. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSEN, the sports betting network. VSEN Super Week rolling on live from Media Row at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. And if you haven't gotten our Super Bowl betting guide yet, what are you doing? This year's guide is awesome. We've got in-depth team breakdowns. Our guy Steve Mackin in Super Bowl simulation with player projections, plus favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from all of our VSEN hosts and guests, including how the legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is betting the big game to get the guide and all that VSEN has to offer. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. VSEN.com slash pro. Welcome back. Live from Media Row, alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you. And so happy to welcome in ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano to the set. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Thank Hard you, Dan, for joining better. us. <laughs> yes. My pleasure. How, like over under like 10 interviews a day. What are you having to do? What are the Oh, no, not bad. I, I think they've got me doing about an hour, hour and a half here today and and uh, otherwise just kind of bopping around. It's it's actually a pretty good place to do some reporting. Yeah, sure. Right? So you don't like have to go it's, too it's far. pretty good. Yeah, it's it's be able to see people and you know, you see coaches and players and then folks like that. So so I, I kind of like to just sort of hang out here uh, and not necessarily always be doing this stuff. So What's yeah, your latest good. read on Dallas? Where do you think they're going to go defensive coordinator? I, I it sounded to me yesterday like 
like the, there was a real chance they would promote Aiden Dirty and then bring in maybe one of the veteran guys like a Ron Rivera as like an advisor. Now, I don't know if that's close to being settled or if that's where it'll end up. But it sounded when I was checking in on that yesterday that that, that had a chance that, that, that they would promote him and bring in maybe a veteran with some experience to kind of to sort of that, help. that makes sense to me, because yeah. if you're McCarthy and you're on a one year deal, how do you hire Rex from ESPN? Right. And, and Rex isn't leaving ESPN for a one year contract. Right. And how do you give think. him a three year contract? when you got a coach same thing when it comes to Zimmer and the same thing when it comes now Rivera is still getting paid by the commanders so right. I think he's more acceptable to it yeah so I, I think that's probably I mean I think there's a you look at McCarthy's history like I think he, he the former head coach running the defense has some appeal mm-hmm. and I think Jerry Jones likes that too but they also like Dirty he's been there a while he, he can keep a lot of things the same I think their personnel is probably going to be very much the same on defense so it makes sense to have that continuity too what's the the threshold of success for Dallas to have to continue with Mike McCarthy and to continue with what they've got going on. You know, I, I think like it starts with the fact that like the Jerry Jones and the Jones family likes having Mike McCarthy as the coach, right? Like they're not looking for a reason to fire him, but they also didn't extend his contract, right? So I think you know, some sort of playoff run, right? I think if you don't get to the I, I, I can't imagine this is a hard and fast thing that they've given him, but my my sense of it would be if you don't get to the conference championship game next year they probably do end up looking for a new coach because you're talking about going on 30 years to not get to that level of the playoffs i mean you should almost be able to do it by accident at some point in 30 years so uh so something i i do think there's a lot of incentive to to win a couple of playoff games which is something they haven't done in in a very long time how about philadelphia no nick seriani made a lot of changes and you've been on top of all this stuff here is do you think he's on the same leash that mccarthy's on I, I, I think that Sirianni's leash, leash excuse me, is probably shorter than people would want to believe because just look at the history, right? I mean, we saw Doug Peterson lose his job just a couple of years after winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I don't think getting there and losing it necessarily protects you to the extent that it might uh, other places. I think a lot of it in Philadelphia is probably could come down to how the year goes, right? Like it wasn't just uh, a first round playoff loss. It was how the entire thing fell apart over mm-hmm. the last couple of months of the yeah. season and the sense of like... You know, it does this guy have this under control? And I think the answer could certainly turn out to be yes. I think we've seen the very best of Nick Sirianni as a head coach, and I think it's been very good. And, and then this year was obviously a very poor year for him. So I think it's an important year because it's another data point for the organization to say, all right, well, maybe if it, if, if it goes badly again, well, maybe this is who he is. You know, maybe the Super Bowl year was a matter of things coming together the right way. So I think he's he's uh, it's a spot to watch. For I sure. live in Philly, and everybody yeah. asks the question all the time at the local Wawa, what does Nick do? If Vic runs the defense and if Kellen Moore is going to call the plays everybody keeps asking me what Vic's what Nick's going to do and I I don't know what that answer is I really don't do you I think they, what they call that the walk around head coach right <laughs> that, that's the uh, and and so I guess the job would be what just sort of setting the tone and 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 keeping the 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 motivation level where it needs to be and, and right. sort of articulating the vision and the plan and making sure you get the buy-in but yes I think the, the, we see that with coaches if they don't have that direct responsibility on one side of the ball it gets to a point where people are like, well, maybe we should give it to somebody who does. Right? Yeah. Right? Well, I so. mean, like, you know, in, in cases like Vrabel, you know, he coaches the offense. He coaches the, the strategy of the game. Mm-hmm. And the and the coaches that are on that side of the ball do the tactics of the game. So I get that. Sure. But I don't think that Nick's going to walk into Vic's office and say, Vic, here's what I want to do. No. He'll be walking out quickly. I would think, yeah, Vic <laughs> might listen to him because he's the head coach, but then he might just ignore everything he said. Yeah. yeah I think I, it'll I, happen in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Another, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> another thing I was curious about, um, we've seen some reports that 
the Bears moving forward in the draft might be more interested in Caleb Williams. And then there's been conversations about what Justin Fields might be worth. And your colleague, Adam Schefter at ESPN, was on the record as saying a second or maybe even a first round pick for Justin Fields. Is that realistic? I I mean, I'm not going to tell you Adam's wrong, right? Like, that's not. Yeah, I don't mean to put you (laughs) in that spot either. I hadn't heard. Everybody I've talked to seems to think that a second is probably the best they're going to be able to do. But if, if you get a market going, right, let's say you have two well, or three teams try. that really want him, right, right? Then, then sure, Why, you could drive it up to that point just to, to get a deal done. But um, but I, I don't, I, it would be hard. For, I mean, like, look, if it's the Atlanta Falcons are not going to give you the eighth pick in the draft for Justin Fields, right? Like, like so, no. so where in the first round is that pick? Is it is it somebody later in the round that's looking for a long term answer at quarterback? Is it Pittsburgh, right? I mean, that, well, like what do you do with the contract? Is, so you, you trade yeah. it for him. What do you do? You pay him. That's what I keep saying, right? You like, paying him? It's like people are going to say, like, should the Bears move on from fields? It's not keep fields or trade fields. It's trade fields or extend fields. And yes. that's mm-hmm. the, and so that's a that's an entirely that's, new level. Right, so let's take it forward and the, on and that. And the acquiring team has to do that. And as you know, that will affect the trade price, Of course right? it does, right. right? So let's take it forward. The Raiders need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Luke Getzey coached him for two years. He did. If the Raiders aren't interested, what does that tell the rest of the National that's, Football that's, League? That's, a, that's a very interesting. Now, I think like Luke Getze working with Justin Fields, I think, would probably tell you, um, and who knows, maybe he's around here, maybe you can ask him, but, but he would probably tell you that like there's a lot to work with there. There's probably also, like if you get him in an honest moment, he'd, he'd probably say, like, there's probably also some stuff, some traditional quarterback stuff that he's probably never going to be great at, right? Just mm-hmm. because that, you know, but but that doesn't mean you can't win with him. So I wonder, and and, and yes, I agree with you. If, if the Raiders are not interested and they employ Getze as the offensive coordinator, then that tells you that Getze's interested in trying something different. And, and again, too, in fairness to Justin, yeah. is you have to quantify this all about price, yes. right? Uh, you know, if you're, if you want to pay, if he wants 45 million, a lot of teams are going to say no. If he wants 20 million, maybe somebody's going to say yes. A lot of this, it's no longer just the player's name and the team interest. It's player name, contract, and then the team. Yeah, and you could acquire. Obviously, he's got the he got the fifth year option for 25. So, like, you could acquire him and delay that commitment, but. Yeah, if you're going to give up assets to acquire him, you know, you don't want it to just be kind of a two-year experiment, right? Yeah. I, I, I yeah. kind of see that. I think that's going to be one of the interesting topics as we go through this. Oh, and then sure. the other one is Caleb Williams. You know, is is this real that he doesn't want to go to Chicago? Or is this just kind of like another one of those stories, like I want part ownership? Or, you know, is it, what would you label that in from talking to your sources? It reminds me of four years ago when it was there was a lot of speculation about would Joe Burrow want to go to Cincinnati, a place where no one's ever done any winning. Right. And, and, and But it never came from Burrow. Or it never came from Burrow's people. And I don't know, like, I, I, to me, that Caleb Williams doesn't want to go to Chicago stuff, All it just feels very speculative. It feels like people on the outside saying, well, why would he, right? Like, if 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 you believe Matt Eberflus is a, is a lame duck head coach who, who enters the season on the hot seat, like, there's all kinds of uncertainty in that situation. So, uh, to me, that's what it sounds like, is just people sort of making assumptions. I haven't heard it from anybody that, you know, connected with Caleb Williams that I would give it a whole lot of, um, you know, that level of credence. But the Caleb Williams situation's odd. He doesn't have an agent yet. He may not use one, as I understand it. So, um, 
It'll be interesting but to see a drop the, the flow of information back. sometimes. There's, there, there is <laughs> a, and there's that, rules, right? though. He can't just, because he doesn't have an agent, yeah. this isn't the NBA. Like in sometime in January, there's a declaration that has mm-hmm. to occur. Maybe it's the beginning of February. You're either in or you're out. Yeah. You can't you can't put your toe in and then say, like on the NBA, I went to a tryout camp. Now I'm going back. Right. Everybody keeps taking the NBA methodology and trying to put it in the NFL. Right. And that's his leverage. I could just go back to school. I've got. I've right. Got but he's going to have to make that decision yes. by, yes. you know, let's say February the 28th or the 29th this year. Yeah, I don't think he's he's uh, waiting to hire an agent for the purpose of delaying that decision. I think he's honestly thinking about operating his rookie contract without one. Mm-hmm. Which he really doesn't need one. He needs which, his marketing right. contract, but not a rookie contract. Right. We've right. only got about a minute left here, but where do you sit on who apparently is the most pol- polarizing figure in the NFL right now? Brock Purdy. Oh, I thought you were going to say Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Brock Purdy's great. I, I think he's, I think it's funny, like we, we want to talk about the people say game manager and whatever, like I, I I think there's a lot more Josh Allen to his game than than there is Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like I think, and he doesn't have Allen's talent, obviously his arm talent, but he has that sort of, you know, sort of sort of cowboy aspect to him, right? Yeah. Like he's willing to do whatever, like the taking off and scrambling for 21 yards a couple times in the NFC Championship game because yeah. they need to. So I, I think he's he's just what they need. And by the way, he's exactly what they need economically because yeah. if you look yeah. at what their cap number, what happens to their stars cap numbers next year, they really need a high level quarterback making less than a million dollars, which is what they got. Do they win on Sunday or is it Kansas City's legacy I continuing to grow? I am not going to pick against Patrick Mahomes. Everybody I did that a couple weeks ago. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like. They, no, I guess the Chiefs logical. know how to win this game. It's logical. Thank you, Dan. My You're pleasure. This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSEN, the sports betting network. Super Week rolling on live from Media Row at the Convention Center at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. This segment is brought to you by Bear Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans Heart. We are the Lombardi Line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you, and very pleased to welcome in NFL Insider for Bleacher Report, Jordan Schultz, friend of the show. Thank you for doing this. My pleasure, Stormy. Thank great, you, to, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Vegas treating you well. Yeah, you know, uh, I was telling you before we went on, it's the combination of Super Bowl. And Vegas sensory yeah. overload. I was in the lobby <laughs> for like seven minutes, and I just said, "I gotta, I gotta get out of here." Yeah, this this, you got. I tell you what, if you don't have an appointment, if you go in there, that's like going the rumble in the jungle circus, in there. You, you better get yeah. out because yeah. they're gonna somebody's gonna put you on. Yeah. you know, you could be, you could pretend you're somebody else, and they're just gonna put you on the air. They could care less. <laughs> that's why I, I, I hate going in there, and you, yeah. like you're looking around, and you, like people think, is he trying to get interviewed? No, I'm not. I'm just, I want to get out of there as no, quick you, as possible. We went over so that Michael could say hi to his guy. Matt dog russo the other day the legend he walks about 15 feet and someone stops him hey michael Michael. would you mind yeah Yeah. they're just looking for free content it has nothing to do with me they just want somebody to talk for 10 minutes and you're a nice guy so you apply i have a hard time turning anybody down but speaking of vegas the thing i keep asking people about is you know i was born and raised Mm -hmm. in the city and so for so long there was just such a stigma around this city especially with major professional sports especially with the national football league so to have a super bowl here feels crazy to me i bet you growing up you never would have anticipated ever of all things that Vegas would have the NFL Vegas would have the Super Bowl let alone the Raiders so no it it is a great sports town there's no question and uh, you know I see some Vegas Golden Knights jerseys I like yeah. to see that she's a big gold she was yeah. a Golden Knights girl I used to work for the yeah. team yep nice we, we just team. saw the Rangers get blown out by them at the Garden last week 5-2 I wasn't going to bring so, that up but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no it's been great and uh, it is a great sports town I'll give you that good food good sports 
But uh, I see that smile on your it's face. Just You're happy so here. Much, you like it's it. It's so much. <laughs> just overload, you know? Yeah. It's like, holy moly. I need a minute. But anyways, I'm a low-key guy. You know, I'm low-key. Jordan, let, let me ask you. Are you more surprised of the Super Bowl being here or that we're going to open up the 2024-25 season in Brazil? I mean, that kind of that has floored me. Uh, I would say at this point, Brazil. Yeah. That, we had heard that South America, or I should say, you know, we've already had Mexico. We had heard that Brazil was in, was in the mix. We've heard Spain, obviously. They've had so much success in the UK and Germany, but Brazil getting the opener with the Eagles says a lot. Who do you think they're going to play? I, I don't know. I what mean, network is going to broadcast what it network? too? That's a whole nother question. Yeah, I'm true. just hoping the DraftKings can somehow send us out there. Michael. I would like that. that. Would I, nice. I, I wouldn't mind going to Brazil. I don't know about the security element there, but you know, I would like that. Yeah. What if, what it, would it be? It wouldn't be the Super Bowl winner because that's not the kickoff game, right? It's a Friday. It's a Friday. We're going to do right? it on Friday. Yeah, so the kickoff a... game's on Thursday. So right. we're going to have, we're going to have opening Friday, which look, the NFL is, can take any day they want to take. Yeah. We took over Thursday. We took over Friday. I mean, I think the, 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 the Black Friday is here to stay. That was awesome. Even though it was a horrible game, it's awesome. Black Friday was amazing. And it also gave you something else on Thanksgiving to look forward to. Yeah. Because you get such an overload on Thursday and you think you're done till Sunday. I loved it. I also thought that it signifies Brazil does just another indication that the NFL is truly a global game yep. for the, for, for so long, the NBA has said, we're the global game and the NBA is basketball is without question, but the NFL taking a, a big grip now in Mexico and Brazil on, on an opener is incredible. I thought it was great. And I think the Super Bowl in Las Vegas is just another massive indication that the league has uh, transformed. And you just look at the ratings this year too. Like the yeah. sport is more popular than ever. And it's awesome to see the growth and how many people have grown to love it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the coaching cycle here a little bit. Is there a hire that surprised you or someone that didn't get a job that surprises I, you? I was, uh, Maybe this is naivete, but I was surprised that Bill Belichick did not get a job. I was. I thought it was pretty clear that the Chargers were the only organization willing to cede control. And Jim Harbaugh gets a lot of control. And obviously, they bring in Joe from Baltimore. And that's I love that hire. And But he, it's still the Jim Harbaugh show. And he brought a ton of people with him, including his, his DC, Jesse Minner. But the fact that he didn't get the job in Atlanta and they interviewed twice said a lot to me. And I thought, and I don't know, Michael, what your, your take on this, I'd love to hear it. I thought that going in, he was the favorite. He and was. I thought that as the process went on, it became pretty clear that even if Terry stayed, Terry Fontenot stayed, that it would still be Bill having the final word, having the final say. And then I think Raheem really blew them away. What I was told was that Raheem learned a lot from what happened in Tampa, learned how to delegate. He brings Zach Robinson with him from L.A. as a good special teams coach. And uh, I think there was a clear indication that Atlanta really wanted to restart and, and go younger with a, with a young head coach who, who well, within 15 minutes had called half the team and said, this is this is what it's going to look like for you. This is how I'm going to how I'm going to use you, how I'm going to deploy your services. You trust me. I will make you help make you great, which I thought was really cool. Well, I mean, Raheem was the favorite of Rich McKay from the beginning. Yeah. And, and when Bill met with, uh, when Belichick met with Arthur Blank on the on the yacht and down in wherever it was in St. Thomas, you know, it went really well. The second one was a lot different because that had given no, given McKay and Fontenot time to kind of like rally the forces, as Thomas Dimitrov said, and I've yeah. said, you know, they didn't want that. They didn't want to go and change the organization, and they convinced Arthur not to. And look, Raheem is... 
Rich McKay's guy. That was his hire. You can put it on Fontenot, but that's the guy he wanted to hire. And, and I love Raheem, and I'm happy for him, and I think he deserves a second chance. But to me, it's a little bit strange that you have a coach who's won six Super Bowls, and you decided to stick with the course of a front office that won 21 games over the last three years. It all wasn't Arthur Smith's fault. No, absolutely not. He gets a quick quick OC job in Pittsburgh, which, you know, happy for him. But but I thought Rich McKay clearly had had full autonomy of this operation. He ran, and, he ran the whole thing. And he ran it from behind the scenes. And now he's, they say he's going to go to another office, but he's never going to another. They, you know, we have these things called phones. Yeah, yeah they work. It works. <laughs> well, why do you think this surprised me a little bit? Why do you think, Michael, that that Arthur has given so much trust too rich, given the fact that they haven't over the last few seasons really had that tangible success. I, I, that I can't explain. I think that's, that's the million dollar question. Yeah. I think I don't think you're asking that. I think a lot of people in the league are I, asking. I, I that. wish I knew the answer. And to they it. wish they knew the answer. The, you have to admire Rich. You you can, uh, and I'm not being critical of the man. You have to admire his ability to continue to be the consigliere of an owner without having a lot of success. I think Arthur Blank, 82 years old, felt like their roster was pretty good. Didn't didn't want to rebuild, but I guess in a sense you're, you're resetting everything because you're bringing in a head coach who went to Tampa didn't have a lot of success but you're really putting a tremendous amount of stock in him if you're telling him and you're telling your fans we're, we're picking you over Bill so Jerry Jones doesn't extend Mike McCarthy he's said recently that hey like yeah Bill and I are friends I could definitely work with Bill mm -hmm. uh, so the Cowboys the Eagles both of them retain their coaches but there have been question marks about them are those two spots you could see as potential landing places I, next I, year maybe I thought if things don't work out. I thought maybe a little bit more with Philadelphia because I thought if Bill were to go to Dallas to have, even if Jerry says, I'm going to let, let the personnel people be those people. I mean, Jerry's always involved. I mean, it, he has a weekly radio show. He's not going to do, I just not going to happen. Well, so that's the one thing. And I've talked to you about this, Michael, <laughs> that I would just find so hard to believe that Bill Belichick could be in an organization where his owner, he's going to have to take questions about what his owner said on the radio every single week. Well, that I, would be I, tough. But I think he's taking questions of what someone said in his conference without attribution. So this one does come with attribution. Yeah. Right. So there's always somebody talking to somebody. This this Jerry does it out front. He doesn't make it's any mistakes. It's a different yeah. level, I it's feel a, like. Yeah, I know it is. And it's hard. It is really hard. But I think, you know, with Bill, the players would know they work for him, just like they did with Parcells. I, th I think, um, I don't know if this is a, a bad take, but it's my opinion that it's 70, almost 72 years old. Bill would be best served being a head coach and then having some say in the personnel, but not having both hats. Well, I, I think, look, you, you have to build a team around what the head coach needs to facilitate the team that he wants to build you know if you're trying to get Belichick to take little corners and he wants to corners to tackle that's not practical right so the philosophy has to come from him and I think when he gets mischaracterized is and I was funny I was on with Michael Holly the other day who wrote a book mm -hmm. the Patriot way the Patriot rain or whatever it's called you know he Bill's one of the great listeners of all time the problem is the people trying to convince him of something don't know what they're talking about and that's when you get in trouble yeah yeah well said with uh, with Super Bowl 58 obviously Chiefs and 49ers. We heard a report that, uh, or I guess Andy Reid was asked about it and talked about it, that Eric Bieniemy came mm -hmm. in before the yeah. AFC Championship mm -hmm. game and, and talked to the team. Mm -hmm. He obviously is out of the job in Washington. Mm -hmm. Could he end up back in Kansas City? Where do you, what I, are you hearing? I think that's possible. He has four or five other teams that uh, are in the mix as well. Uh, and Eric, I think, you know, he got a lot of criticism for going from Kansas City to Washington. Oh, it didn't work out. I don't know how many people would have been successful last year in Washington.
Washington, respectfully. Um, but he has four or five teams in the mix right now for him. And Kansas City, I think, would be one of the teams potentially willing to bring him back. I don't know if it would be an OC role, but I think they would. Is there any OC sense. jobs open? I don't think there are. Seattle's are the only one left. Right. He hasn't interviewed out there, though. No. And, and you have they also have their D.C. job. So they haven't right. filled it either. Right. They, they haven't filled their OC job either. No, both. They're taking their time. And obviously, McDonald's going to hire somebody I, that he knows. I think they'll have that done by the end of the week and sure by, by, by Super Bowl. Who gets the Dallas defensive coordinator job, Jordan? Well, Marco Emanuel was my, was my sleeper because he's interviewing this second, and right. I thought he had. A, I thought he made a pretty good. Uh, made a pretty good. Would make a pretty good choice, although, uh, and he's worked before with Mike, so that was my sleeper. But I know they love Al Harris there as well. Yeah, but you don't think it'll be Rivera or? I don't think it's going to be Rivera and Rex Ryan. No, <laughs> and Mike Zimmer. Zimmer, I thought was actually interesting. I thought so too. But I, I would Zimmer out of those three would yeah, have to for me. We gotta hit the break. Who wins on Sunday? Kansas City 24-21. Boo! Yeah. I've been on the Chiefs for a while, so I guess. Thank you, so, Jordan. Thank, thank you, you so much. We'll be right back. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSEN, the sports betting network. to the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. This segment is presented by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings' official flowers for Valentine's Day. Alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond and Tony with you. We've got a special guest on set with us, Giants wide receiver Darius Slayton. How are we doing? Doing good. Good. Happy to have you here with us. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, happy to be here. How'd you hurt your hand? Uh, during camp, fall camp in August. And it's been that bad all year, huh? Yeah, I wore a cast during the season. Uh, did it make you? Did it, was it? Was, did you have to have a hard time adjusting to the catching, or was it? Uh, yeah, because the cast covered a, a portion of my hand that right, the, yeah. the, the ball would hit. So kind of a little period of there of making sure it didn't ricochet off my hand. But did you try to body catch more than you normally would have? Uh, no, I still try to. I try to yeah, use my hand. Yeah, no, hands. it's hard, right? Yeah. 
That's impressive. I mean, that's the hardest thing to do, right? That, yeah. that thing's too hard. Did you have to get it operated on? Yeah, I just had surgery about a month ago. Yeah, we're not we're not doctors here, yeah. but we know medicine. Yeah, yeah we, we've been talking about trying to do a segment that I'm not a doctor, but and then give all of our opinions. But yeah. um, no, glad glad to see that you're doing well. Happy to have you out here in Vegas. What was the the biggest difference you feel like from year one to year two under Brian Dable? Felt like things were a little bit different. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think. Obviously, kind of the the main thing was was Daniel was out a good bit. Yeah. You know, he he got hurt early, and then kind of came back, and then obviously was out for the season after the Raiders game. And um, we had some other key injuries. Andrew Thomas got hurt in the very first game of the year, missed some time. So um, we had some 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 unfortunate things in that nature. But but other than that, um, you know, obviously we just didn't make the plays in the close games that we needed to make to win them. Yeah, and as you look as you. Could- forward. Mike Kafka stayed with the team. He interviewed in Seattle. He tried to go to Seattle's EOC. They wouldn't let him go there. So what do you see as the future? We know Saquon's a free agent, right? But we know that obviously they want to try to sign him back. They could use the franchise tag on him again. Mm-hmm. But what do you see for the offense next year? I think we improve. You know, I think um, obviously as a, a as a friend first you know i want to take one back you know sure you he's a great football player as well you know so one for football as well but um you know whether whether he he does return or doesn't return obviously you know we got to do better than what we did this year so um whoever would be the next running back in succession to take over if he were not to be back um you know it had to do a good job and we'd have to find a way to win you know how challenging was that last year in the preseason when you're hearing all the back and forth and saquon's not around like you anticipate him being from the jump and then having to have all of those question marks again for the second year in a row yeah last year was a little bit different because he was under tag so it's like he knew he was gonna be back yeah. like, you know he just like, didn't want to be under the tag yeah didn't which is, want which to, is that's but. why i asked because like they could do that again hypothetically yeah. yeah um i mean if they do then you know obviously i hope it doesn't go that way but um you know if they do you know it is what it is but uh last year was a little different in that even though there was a dispute the franchise tags it's like trying to get a divorce but like you know your wife tags you like, <laughs> like you can't leave yeah you know you can't leave anyway yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know yeah. but uh I don't know if that works you know. i don't know if that can work anymore there's too much money involved yeah. but you know i mean i think you're right you have to take the approach as a player that this is a business right and so sure. you want the best thing for him because he's your friend but you also want the best thing for the team too right of and course. i think you know the giants do want him there i think that's pretty clear Clear. It's just understanding what the fr- the running back market is. Yeah, and I mean the running back market took a big hit. You know, these last couple of years, kind of the way that people value running backs. But you know, I think you look at any winning team. Look at the two teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Where were the Chiefs before they got Pacheco? Well, the yeah, but Pacheco's on a seventh-round contract. See, they drafted Edwards Hilaire in the first round, which was a low first-round pick. But you're right. I mean, you got to have one. The problem, you gotta have one. The problem is there's. it's a little bit like there's a lot of them. It's the law of economics, you know, and there's so many out there that you say, wait a minute, hold on, you know, and, and I think Saquon's a great player. But, you know, you know in your sport today, it's your play plus your contract. Those two things go together. Yeah. As back in the day, it was just play. Yeah. The play right because sure. we didn't have a cap now yeah. i know in the season it was a little bit short-lived but i gotta know what was it like during that tommy devito tommy cutlets <laughs> mania in the i saw his room. agent over here you i mean he looked, i saw him i was doing an interview i saw his he um, really he looked like listen. he just came from <laughs> from the casting of goodfellas he looked like he just came in there what was that like it was really like living a movie honestly like, I bet. it felt fake like it felt like the sopranos and the giants football came <laughs> and had a baby like it was 
was it was a lot of fun though i will say because you know like it got like the the fans and the community behind it it got you know some positive energy behind a year that wasn't going the way we wanted to so um it was a lot of fun you know and it was it was obviously awesome to see him get his time in the sun how did he handle it how was he did were you kind of impressed the way he handled the the fame and then you know he you know he let him i mean look I mean, one of the games that blew me away was you guys beating the Packers when yeah. everybody thought the Packers were, you know, they were touchdown favorite going in the game. Yeah, I mean, I think he did a great, considering the fact that he's from 10 minutes from the stadium. Yeah. I mean, Living at mom's house. <laughs> you imagine what his phone looked like? Yeah. You know, insane. And, you know, he came in and he was still focused. And obviously we were able to win three games. You I know. know. So. I know. And, you know, you beat the Patriots. Down. They missed a the field goal. You beat the Packers. So, yeah. yeah. Giants wide receiver Darius Slayton kind enough to join us here on the Lombardi line live from Media Row in Las Vegas. And let's go to your quarterback who you mentioned off the top, you know, got injured earlier than you guys would hope. But um, obviously he gets the contract this past year. So there's a clear belief in the organization in Daniel Jones. What's your guys relationship like and, and how is he doing right now? Yeah, that's my guy. You know, we came in together, um, done a lot for me in my career, thrown me a lot of good passes in my mm -hmm. career, which has helped me. But, um, you know, obviously he's recovering right now and Hopefully, um, you know, I don't know what the ACL is always different for everybody. So hopefully he'll be ready by week one next year. But um, I look forward to playing with him. And I think, you know, he's our, he's our guy. He's our quarterback. Yeah. You, you played the Niners in week three mm -hmm. and you didn't play the Chiefs this year. So I know you kind of haven't played a bunch. What's your instincts on the game? Kind of how do you see this game? I think it's a either you believe in Patrick Mahomes overcoming you know I think that it's pretty obvious that the 49ers are a better team right I think anybody would agree with that but I think we all know the great equalizer is Patrick Mahomes right you know so either in my opinion you believe he overcomes that or you believe the 49ers team is too much for the Chiefs how impressive is that that this Kansas City Chiefs team despite like the way that they looked the majority of the season right mm -hmm. still found a way to get to this point like I'm I, I think that's crazy to me that this yeah. felt like the year that the Chiefs are vulnerable their wide receivers aren't catching passes yeah. and they still end up here I'm be honest it feels a bit like they're just like faded sometimes like am I in a Disney movie where no matter what you do the protagonist wins like yeah. I thought for I'm be honest I thought for sure the Ravens were going to beat them right yeah. I thought 100 I think a lot of people did too yeah, I thought right. there was no way the Chiefs win that game. Yeah, or look, they could have lost. If Diggs catches the pass and Bass yeah. makes the field goal, they're in overtime or they're winning that game. And so, you know, they have had a little bit of a, I don't want to call it luck, but they've well, had good they, fortune. And Flowers, the fumble at the at Yeah, that's a closer game. Line. That's like, a closer game, absolutely. right? I mean, it is. And some at some point, you know, we tend to overlook that a little bit. And I think, you know, the Niners, they're the opposite. They haven't played yeah. their two best games yet. Yeah, they haven't. They've pretty much, they've pretty much dominated most of this playoff. Obviously, I'm be honest though. I did think the Lions were going the Lions were going to beat them. Did you really? Why yeah, do you I think did. that? I just think the Lions played the best team like they don't obviously they don't have the talent the Niners have, but I just feel like as a team they play great team ball. Like yeah. they believe, they play hard, and I thought that and their offense is is a juggernaut. Yeah, you know, no. like they don't have the flashy names I guess that people want to say or see, but they're pretty unstoppable. Yeah. You know, so I thought for sure the Lions would beat them. And to be honest, if one of those uh, Dan Campbell fourth downs went the other way. You, now, let's ask you as a player, what did you think of that? 
Now, be honest. That was Dan Campbell. It's not you're not coaching. Yeah. You're not criticizing Dayball here for sure. But it, don't you get the sense that the locker room? Forget the analytics, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Yeah. That that you want to take the points, like you want that. Now, there's some people, and you can dispute this, yeah. that believe momentum doesn't exist in sports, which I think is completely insane. See, I don't agree with that. I, I, let's, right? let's start there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you believe in momentum? Hundred percent. Why? It's just like once you get good energy going and you're executing at a high level, it's there's a definite difference between that and when you're struggling to find it. Like there's it's night and day. Thank you. And I think that if you're rolling on offense and it's like fourth and I'll be honest, especially somebody like the Lions that like can pass the ball pretty effectively. If it's anything like fourth and eight and you're rolling, why not? But in those situations, I guess, would you Don't have you think preferred? The mo- yeah, the momentum shifted back to when they didn't get when they it. didn't get it, yeah, for sure. And that's okay. the catch-22 of it, is that it can go the other way. But I just think that when it does work for you, I mean, it's... But if you get the three on the board, that works for you, too. It does. Like a, Now, the last time he did it, I think he should have took the points. The, the long field goal. Yeah, the long field, I think he should have took those points. See, and now I'm curious about this game, the strategy from Kyle Shanahan, because their kicker has been struggling. Yeah. Um, and and whether or not he wants to be aggressive in some of those fourth down situations or try to trust the kicker, I don't know. So that's that's one of the angles in this game that I'm very curious about. We've only yeah. got about 30 seconds left, but because you mentioned Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round pick, Brock Purdy, seventh round pick. How cool is that to see what some of these guys are doing on this stage, given where they were selected in the draft? It's awesome. I think it's great for the league and, and a league where it's it's so first round and, and yeah. centric. And these guys are the only good players to ever come to the NFL <laughs> in their first 32. You know, I think it's great that we're getting to see two seventh round picks be dominant players on Super Bowl teams. Yeah. Remember, it's not where you get picked. It's how you play. That's Precisely. the key to the end, the key to the league. And we can't seem to get that through on Brock Purdy. The guy plays pretty damn good. Plays good ball. You're awesome, Darius. Thank you for stopping Thank by. Thank you so much. Appreciate, appreciate, you. appreciate you guys having me. We will be right back here for Media Row. This is the Lombardi Line on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.